Hi, this is Pastor Pete. My prayer is that this message you're about to hear will help you to understand and experience God's love and power, regardless of what you may be going through today. God bless you. This is a really interesting time of year. People are traveling. There's a lot of things going on. This message is... (laughs) Muy importante, very important about spiritual warfare and good angels and bad angels. And so that's what we're going to be uh, talking about. Be prayerful for me during this message. Please be in prayer for me that my mind will not be distracted, that I'll say what God wants me to say, and that you will digest it the way God wants you to to digest it. This actually has to do with... um, uh, airborne um, infections, things you don't see that are pretty dangerous. So, uh, but you can't see these things necessarily. Um, it's it's airborne. It's invisible, and the only way you know it's affecting you is the if the the symptoms. Um, and if you take a look at this world, there are sinful symptoms that come from an invisible war that we don't pay attention to. If you saw some of these airborne things going on in a restaurant, if you were to see it, you would not enter. Many people enter in because They didn't see the germs. They didn't know somebody was infected with something. They get on the airplane. They don't know who they're sitting next to because these things are invisible. And the only way you really know it has affected you many times is the symptoms that you have. It's an invisible battle with health many times that people are not aware of. And... I want you to know that there's an invisible war that goes on against you as a Christian every day that many times you don't realize what is happening until the symptoms. You start to see symptoms that, wow, there's some sort of demonic attack going on here in my family. Wow, there's some sort of demonic attack going on in my mind. We've come to a point in our marriage that before we go to sleep, we lay hands on each other and say, Lord, protect Dee's mind. Protect Pete's mind. Protect Daniel and Raina's mind because there's an invisible thing going on that we don't pay attention to. And God wants us to pay attention to it. So there's good angels and bad angels. Here's the interesting thing. When Mary saw Gabriel, God, by his grace, allowed her to see what was already going on in the spiritual realm. Gabriel was already walking around her. Other angels were already protecting Mary from the time she was a little girl because God knew that this is a chosen vessel. She's an instrument, just like Moses was a chosen instrument of God. And don't you all know that the devil tried to kill Moses? But there were angels 
that protected him. There was something invisible that was going on. There's times when your life was spared. You drive home on the pedophetical and angels were around your car and you didn't see them. But they're protecting you. Somebody say amen if you believe that. But there's good angels and there's bad angels. And they're all over the scriptures. A whole lot of times, Old Testament and New Testament, you, there's, there's these, there are these incredible created beings, servants of God, that are all over us, all around us. But believe it or not, not all of us can claim the protection of angels. Little babies can. But when you come to a point of decision in your life, if you want to serve God or serve the devil, you can't assume that you have angelic protection. But we'll talk about that in a second. Let's look at this. Look with me in Luke chapter 1. Go to Luke chapter 1. There's something that we have to look at here in Luke 1. This experience that Mary had, and so many people read this story and as I was studying it, the Lord said, oh, you're missing something very important here. Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 30. Look at this. Look at this. Luke chapter 1, verse, beginning at verse 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. By the way, the Savior was supposed to come out of Nazareth. That's prophesied. In the Old Testament, to a virgin exposed, exposed to be uh, exposed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. You've experienced a lot of grace from God. In other words, the Lord is with you. Blessed art thou among women. I want you to keep this in mind. God said something very similar to Gideon. God is with you, mighty warrior. God has plans for you, mighty warrior. But we don't worship Gideon because Gideon is not the Lord. Mary was told, the Lord is with you. So we shouldn't worship Mary. Somebody say amen. She's an instrument of God to be used in a mighty way. But we'll get to that a little later. But look, look, look. It's, it's, it's very clear right here. The Lord, he said, the Lord is with thee. He didn't say you are the Lord. He said the Lord is with you. God has a great plan for you, young lady. The Lord is with you. She was a virgin. She was engaged. Did you hear that? She was a virgin and was engaged to be married. So this is, this is just very interesting. This woman, she, she feared God. And for women, when they got married, they weren't a virgin. There is mercy and forgiveness. Somebody say amen. But if, if you know of some young people that are virgins... Encourage them to remain virgins until they get married. Amen? So she's a really good example to these young women. The angel came to her. He said, the Lord is with you. Look at verse 29. And when, he, and when she saw him, she was troubled. 
at his, at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. What is this angel trying to say to me? She was a little confused. And the angel said to her, fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Amen? Mary was afraid. She was human, just like us. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. That means Savior. Verse 32, he shall be great. He shall be great. Not you, Mary. He shall be great. Somebody say amen. And shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. He will be a king. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and ever. All of his kingdom And of his kingdom there shall be no end. It's a very interesting thing here. This angel appearing. I want, I want you all to remember this too. According to this picture here, the, the bottom picture, the top picture is a picture of what some artists think the, um, uh, Michael looks like, the archangel Michael. He's a warrior. He's the, he's the, he's the archangel. He, he heads up the, the, uh, the, the armies of heaven. He has to fight against the evil one. It's interesting how God wants to use his servants to do the fighting. God could just easily wipe away the evil one, but God uses angels, and then angels look upon us and wonder, what is it like to be forgiven of sins? Because the angels realize there's something special about the relationship that Anant has with Jesus. Why is that? Why is it that we have to be a guardian over Anant and Angel, over Pete and D, over Josue and over Jose and his family? Why is, why is that over Jose Manuel and his family? Why is it that we are sent on a mission to take care of this family? There must be something special about this family. So Jacob has a dream. Jacob is running from his brother because he tried to come up with his own way to get a blessing. Him and his mother, Rebecca, they tried to come up with their own way to be blessed by God. So they said, let's do some trickery here. Uh, in order for you to get the blessing, you have to put fur on your hands. Jacob thought, in order for me to get a blessing, I'm going to take advantage of him and say, sell me your birthright. Come on, give me your birthright, and I'll give you something to eat. God had to put him to sleep and give him a dream and say, look, I have everything you need. I have protection for you. I have provision for you. Stop trying to come up with your own ways to get blessed. So he lets him see these angels going up and down. What are they doing? What do you think they're doing? Just use your, use your common sense. What's going on here? Would you agree that most likely what's going on here, they're getting assignments, and they're coming down and carrying out their assignments. They go back up to heaven. Okay, who do we take care of? Oh, Pete Campbell again? Yeah, you know how he drives on the periferico? No, no, no. no. But they're going up and down. They're taking care of your family. They're taking care of your kids while you're in the house worrying about your daughter. There's an angel on assignment. Somebody say amen. When Alpha is far away over and over in India, angels go up and down. 
She's a cute little girl, isn't she? Yes, I love taking care of her. And they go up and down, <laughs> up and down, getting new assignments because God knows what the devil's going to try to do. Somebody say amen. So he gives them an assignment. An assignment as the people are praying. Now, this is another thing. As we're praying, incredible things happen because an angel is sent to rescue Peter from prison. It's all over the scripture. Boy, I wish I had time to teach you all this. Mentioned 108 times in the Old Testament, 165 times in the New Testament, these angels. Angels are created by God, according to Psalms, with intelligence, emotions, and a will. I just told you about Jacob trying to do things his own way, but God gave him a dream about angels. There are good angels and bad angels. Here's some stats about the good angels. Gabriel gives Mary truth about a Savior, but then, the, and then it says here, good angels protect those who fear God. That's important to keep in mind. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear God. But those who are doing their own thing, don't, don't you dare claim protection. I need to say this to you before I forget. This thing about angels is so important that Satan brings it up to Jesus. He says, Jesus, if you go to the top of the temple and jump off, the angels will take care of you. Why would he say that to Jesus? Because Jesus, for many hundreds and thousands of years, saw angels going up and down this stairway <laughs> that, that Jacob saw in his dream. Jesus saw that. Jesus sent these angels out. So he said, same angels, Jesus, will protect you if you do what I say. <laughs> Jesus says, oh, no, it doesn't, it doesn't go like that. We need to know what the Word of God says. If we're on God's side obedient to the Lord, then we can claim this. Look with me in Psalm 91. This is the scripture that the devil used to try to confuse Jesus. Psalm 91. Look with me. There's a guy named Cephas 9-1, and there's a reason why, because that guy loves Psalm 91. But look at this. Look at me at Psalm 91, beginning at verse 9. Look at this. Psalm 91, verse 9. Because you have made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation. Now listen to this. If God is your refuge, if he's the one you trust in, if he's the one you're following, if he's the one you're seeking for safety, if he's the one that you put your faith in, Look at verse 10. There shall no evil befall thee. Now you can start to claim this. Neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee. This is the one, this is the verse that Satan quoted. The devil knows scripture. So he'll try to confuse you. But the devil did not quote verse 9 and 10 to Jesus because he knew that that would contradict what he was saying. So he says to Jesus, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall, they shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Now who does this apply to? Those who find their refuge in Jesus. Those who are trusting in Jesus. Those who are doing things God's way. Those are the ones who can claim this protection 
So good angels are interpreters of visions. They're God's servants who worship him and declare his holiness. They announce Jesus' birth and resurrection. Angels escorted a man into heaven in Luke chapter 16. When the rich man and Lazarus, remember they both died? An angel, hallelujah. I heard a story, I don't know who shared it with me recently, about a woman in the hospital room and the angels are waiting to take her, to escort her to heaven. Somebody say hallelujah. Then I heard a story about an unsaved person and the demons, these fallen angels, these wicked angels are waiting to escort this person to hell forever and ever. If you're saved, you need to say, thank you, Lord, that I'm saved, that I'll get an angelic escort. Jesus, Jesus said that. There's an Jesus wants us to know about angels, that they're real, that they watch over you. But don't let the devil deceive you to think that you can go out there and sin, do your own thing, and say, well, the angels got my back. That's not what the Bible says. The voice of an archangel will be heard when Jesus returns. Angels are all over Scripture, all over. When you hear that trumpet sound, the voice of an archangel, that's Michael, will be heard. Why are we talking about this? Because in your house, there's two things going on. There's angelic activity and there's demonic activity. And you have to pray in the name of Jesus and have a covering over that house and make sure you fear God and you love God and you're obeying God so you can have angelic protection. Amen? Because as the demons are trying to attack you, I want you to know this. If you start to get involved, God was telling me this this week, you start to get involved in ministry, but you're not filled with the Spirit. You start getting involved in ministry, but Jesus is not your Lord. You're inviting, there's a story in the book of Acts, the sons of Sceva, the, the, the seven sons of Sceva, they were, they were involved in a ministry trying to cast out these demons in the name of Jesus, the one who Paul preached about, and the demon said, we know who Jesus is. We know who Paul is, but who do you think you are? You're not serious about this. You just want supernatural power, but you don't want the lordship of Christ. And the demons stripped these young men naked because maybe they assumed that they had angelic protection. But the bad angels, the fallen angels, the demons will have a lot of influence in your house if you don't fear the Lord. Now, where is that found? That's actually found in Psalms 34, verse 7. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear God. If you have a reverence for God, and if you fear the Lord, you will obey the Lord, then you can claim this promise of angelic protection. So Jacob, while he had this dream, he's running because he was guilty. He used deception. And God is saying to him, look, you don't have to depend on your own ways for protection. I will protect you. I made a promise that through your seed, the nations will be blessed. Why are you doing things your way? Look at what I'm providing for you. Angelic protection. My promises, my presence with you. Why are you? You're running because you're guilty. Then when he saw 
when he finally saw his brother who was running after him to kill him, he, he showed repentance. His brother forgave him, and it says it was as if he saw the face of God. He started to see, wow, if I only do things God's way, I will truly be protected. Maybe you need to repent of something so that you can experience more of the blessings of God. There's an invisible war going on. You think it's that person getting on your nerves. You think it's the boss who's not treating you fairly. You think it's your mother. You think it's all this other stuff, and it's an invisible war going on, the devil trying to deceive you, God trying to remind you about his protection, and that's why you need to be fully armored every day. It's an invisible war. You, you may ask yourself, but why, why don't I remember to put the armor on every day? Because it's like those airborne diseases that are floating around. You don't pay attention to it. But then there's some times when the Lord reminds you, oh my goodness, that was a nasty nightmare. What was that? And the Lord, Holy Spirit says, you're in spiritual war. You forgot, didn't you? How, 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 did I, how did I neglect to go to prayer meeting? I knew I should have went. I needed prayer. Why did I think this was more important? Because there's a visible war going on that you forget about. I can't tell you how many times the Lord would tell me, even as a 16, 17, 18-year-old, I said, I don't feel like going to church, Dad. Dad, I don't feel like going. And then when I go, I'm like, oh, my goodness, the devil was trying to rob me of a blessing. There was an invisible war going on. So many times I'm in, the, I'm, in the, I'm in the store, I'm witnessing to somebody, and I'm sharing the gospel, and a distraction comes from nowhere. I'm like, where, what? I was having such a good conversation because there's an invisible war going on. God wants us to be aware of this war. They rejoice about one person who repents and believes. These angels, they are so excited when you lead somebody to Christ. They protect, they minister, they make announcements. They even appear as humans. You've had visitations from angels you didn't even know was an, an angel. You didn't know. I was running from my life one day <laughs> in Schenectady, New York, running because I brought this little kid home from a Christmas event, so it was a ride around this time of year. The mother said, what are you doing with my son? And I thought another minister communicated with her. She says, we didn't know where our son was. Her mother comes from behind, takes her shoe off, hits me in the side of my head with her shoe. And so you ever watch the cartoons, the stars are going around? So I'm like this, I'm like, Whoa, what, what in the world happened? So now I'm being accused of taking this boy then the girl, the, the mother who hit me, because I looked at her face, I said, you must be the mother. You, you, you look like the boy. You know, so the stars are still <laughs> Then she goes and gets a brick. She's coming to me with this brick. And I ran so fast, sort of like the story I told last week when the guys were running after me. Yeah. I'm running for my life. I'm running. I'm, I'm going through backyards. I'm jumping over fences. I'm sweating like I am now, <laughs> but worse. I come to somebody's door. I see their Bible on the inside, on the inside of the window. I said, oh my gosh, I hope these are Christians. They open the door. I said, oh, 
everybody's running after me. I need to call the cops. She said, come in, come in, come in. She didn't ask any questions. Let me in. And I saw the Bible. I saw you. You're a Christian. Yes, we're Christians. Praise the Lord. I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. They said, come in, come in. I tell them the story. They're laughing. They thought it was so funny that this woman hit me with the I'm like, this isn't funny. And they're all laughing. I said, can I call my boss, my supervisor? I said, yeah, yeah. So I called him at the mission. I called him. I said, Clarence, man, you're not going to believe what happened. I took, I took Elijah home, and I tell him the story. He starts laughing. Everybody's laughing. I think this is not funny. I just got assaulted. I got to call the cops. So they called the police. The police came. The woman said she doesn't want to press any charges. She believes me that I'm a minister. Okay. I go back the next week to thank the person who allowed me in their house. The Bible is not there anymore. Nobody lives there. The house is abandoned. And the Lord reminded me, he puts angels places. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, because they do take on human form. Abraham ate with these angels. He sat down and ate with them. Gabriel stands before Mary. There's times when there's an angel in front of you and you don't even realize there's an angel in front of you. There's many stories I could tell you about angels, how they appear as humans at, at times. Some of you may have already experienced it. Angels of God will not contradict God's word or the gospel. Now keep this in mind. They say that an angel stood before Muhammad and gave him the words of the Quran. So don't be surprised when you start hearing those things. Joseph Smith, the leader of the Mormon church, claims that the angel Gabriel, the angel came before him and gave him a message. It may not be Gabriel. It may be another angel that he claims stood before him and gave him a message, and he wrote something called the Book of Mormon and other things. But listen to this. According to Galatians chapter 1, verse 8, and we're going to start to study Galatians soon, it says they do, it will not contradict God's word, amen, or the gospel. So just because you might have a dream of an angel, you have to try the spirits. See if this is the spirit of God who sent this messenger, because that's what the, na the name angel means, messenger. But there's evil messengers, and there's godly messengers, amen? So we need to have discernment. How do we know that Mary heard a message from a godly messenger? How do we know that? Because what the angel told her was prophesied in the Old Testament, that a, that a Savior will be born in Bethlehem, coming out of Nazareth. A virgin will be with child, according to Isaiah chapter 7. So it all lined up to what her Jewish parents taught her. So she's listening to this and saying, this is from God. And I'm the one chosen? I need to say this to you all. You might say, yes, maybe that's why people worship her. But let me ask you this. The Son of God was in her for nine months, right? Masomenos, right? She gave birth. But Jesus says to all believers, I will be with you and I will be in you for just nine months. So which is more supernatural? If you were to ask Mary, Mary, which was more special, being filled with the Spirit or carrying Jesus for nine months? What do you think she would say? 
being filled with the Spirit. Amen? Because carrying Jesus for nine months was temporary. But when you're filled, he says, I will be in you. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We, all have, we have to have a biblical perspective about this. Yes, she was chosen for a special task, just like Moses, just like Gideon, just like Elijah. But we'll get to that. We have to look at this the way the Bible says. Mary's character and her response. Let's look at verse 34 of Luke chapter as we close. We're going to look at a couple more slides here. We're going to close. Look at this. Look how Mary, starting at verse 34, look at this. Then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be, seeing that I know not a man? I haven't had sex with anyone you're telling me I'm going to have a baby? This poor little teenager, she's like, oh, what, what? I don't get this. Look at verse 35. And the angel answered. The angel is so gracious. Hallelujah. He answers the young girl and said unto her, the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. This is not of man. Somebody say amen. This is a supernatural thing going on, Mary. The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the Most High shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. She might have fainted right there. Who knows? Verse 36, and behold, your cousin Elizabeth. And she must have thought, oh, no, you're not going to tell me she's pregnant. Because I know how old she is. All right? <laughs> She's also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. She wasn't able to have any children. For with God, I want you to listen to this, Mary. Listen, Mary. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Your pregnancy, hallelujah. Your cousin's pregnancy. And you know she's been waiting a long time. Nothing's impossible. So she remained a virgin until she was engaged, uh, while she was engaged. She received favor, which is grace from God. She was troubled. She was human. As this angel, that she's kneeling before, like, what? This is incredible what you're saying to me. She was troubled. She pondered. She was afraid when she encountered the angel. Kimas. She, the child she carried was Jesus, son of the most high, the Lord, the king of an everlasting kingdom. He was the savior, Christ, the Lord. She's going to carry this baby. Oh, my goodness. She did not understand how she could have a child, and she had to learn that nothing was impossible with God. She had to learn that. I want to remind you of something. As Jesus grew older, when he was a youth, he didn't have to learn that. He already knew that. He already knew who he was. He already knew who his father was. In fact, he had to teach Mary. Somebody say amen. Come on. He said, didn't you know that I must be about my father's business? What's going on here? What is God showing us here? God knew down the line that people would start to worship Mary. So he's trying to show us she was a human with limitations <laughs> and her own son had to tell her I have to be about my father's business mom Whew. but 
God chose her. She's such a beautiful example. Just like Moses is a great example to us, amen? Just like Gideon, just like Elijah, just like Ruth, just like Esther. Great examples chosen by God to do something special. But you got to, there's more things about Mary that you got to see here. Muy interesante. She submitted to God's will, but there's more. Listen to what she declares from verse, verse 45 to 49. She referred to herself as a servant of the Lord. She didn't say, I'm the Lord and y'all need to serve me. Somebody say amen. She said, I'm a servant of the Lord. It's right there in the Bible. If you ever want to have a nice, calm, peaceful discussion, turn to Luke chapter 1. Prayerfully, I'm, I'm dead serious. Because if you don't do this prayerfully, people's eyes will still remain blind to really who she is and who our Savior is. Look, verse 45 to 49 as we're closing, as we're closing. Look at this, look at this, look at this. Verse 45 to verse 49. And blessed is she that believed. This is what Elizabeth is saying about Mary. You believe the message, Mary? Blessed are you. For there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from who? The Lord. You believed it. That's why she's a good example for young women and young men. Believe the message that God says. Don't doubt like Zacharias did. Believe this message. And it says it right there. Verse 40. And Mary said, my soul does magnify myself. Is that what it says? No, she says, my soul doth magnify the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 47, and my spirit has rejoiced in, the God, in God my Savior. Wait a minute. If she is supposed to be worshipped, why does she need a Savior? Somebody needs to think about that. If she needs a Savior, that means she's a sinner. Have you ever thought of that? Jesus, help us. Only a sinner needs a Savior. Only a sinner needs to be saved from sin. Only a sinner. I want you all to know there are some people that not only worship Mary, a human being, they worship Peter. They worship, I know of somebody that said, when I wanted healing, I prayed to St. Thomas. And meanwhile, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. If you believe that, say amen. That's what Jesus said. I was talking to somebody yesterday who has to go to their parents who are all from a Catholic background. He has to go to them and say, I am following Christ. I'm a believer in Christ. He has to go to them very soon, and he said, I really don't care how they respond. I, have, I don't want to hide who I am serving now. I'm serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Is that what he said to us yesterday? Pray for your brothers and sisters who have turned to the Lord Jesus, and they need to stop be, keeping it a secret. We can have respect for certain people in the Bible and say, wow, look how God used them. But every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that St. Peter is Lord, that Mary is Lord, that Gideon, that Moses, that Elijah, that St. Thomas, that St. Matthew, that the Virgin of Guadalupe, that Jesus Christ is Lord. Lord.
hallelujah, to the glory of God the Father. If you look at how Mary responded, it's, it's, it shows us right here. She referred to God as her Savior. She believed that the angel, what the angel said to her about the birth of Jesus, she proclaimed God as mighty, rejoiced that he did great things for her and declared that his name is holy. And I read some of those other verses to you. And you need to ask yourself, whose side are you on? Because if you're on the Lord's side, the Lord Jesus Christ and him only, if you love the Lord, if you fear the Lord, There's angels all around you because the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, the Lord. The Lord is mighty. I want to close and show you this uh, one verse. Look, 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 look with me in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. I use this when Jehovah Witnesses come to my door. When I talk to Mormons, when I talk to people from different religions, with love, you have to pray that God gives you a heart of compassion for them to, their eyes will be open to see the truth, but you see the natural man does not accept the things, does not believe or understand the things of the Spirit of God because they're spiritually discerned. But look at, look at um, Isaiah chapter 9 as we close, verse 6. Very, very powerful verse to really understand who Jesus is. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his or her shoulder, upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful. Or does it say her name shall be called Wonderful? His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God. This, this child is also called the everlasting father, the prince of peace. So when Mary said, when Mary referred to God as mighty, she proclaimed God as mighty. She's not just talking about the father. <laughs> According to the Old Testament prophecies, she's referring to the son as well. Because the son is called the mighty God, the everlasting father. The Prince of Peace. Because Mary feared God, she had angels around her. Because she submitted to the will of God. God was trying to say that to Jacob. Put me first. Stop coming up with your own ways to supply your needs. Put me first. I have angelic protection waiting for you. There was angelic, hallelujah. There was angelic protection around Mary and Joseph and around Jesus. That's why the angel went to Joseph at night while he was, while he was sleeping. He said, get out of here. I have been sent to protect you. <laughs> Go to Egypt. Why? We know that Joseph feared God too. He could have put Mary to death. When he found out she was pregnant. But because he feared God, he treated her with tenderness and protection. Somebody say amen. How many of you know that there's, there's no angelic protection in a house where a father is not loving his children and taking care of his wife? Don't even claim angelic protection. There isn't. 
How can you say that? Because the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. And I know that the devil tried to confuse Jesus and say, do things my way. The angels will still protect you. Jesus says, you're not fooling me. I know what Psalm 91 says. I was there when they wrote Psalm 91. <laughs> you got to know the word. What does the word say about angelic protection and this spiritual war we're in? And ask yourself, whose side are you on? Are you on the side of the bad angels, the demons? Or are you on the side of the angelic, godly protection? How do you know? You need to ask yourself, do I really fear God? Do I love God? Am I obeying the Lord? Am I doing things his way? Or am I doing things my way? Because no good thing will he withhold from you if you walk uprightly in obedience. Is there any other verses? Yes, there is. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. All things work together for good to those who are disobedient. No. <laughs> Those who love God, not this world. Let's bow our heads. Let's bow our heads. Maybe you've done what Jacob did. You know what the Bible says, but you've been trying to come up with your own ways to be blessed. And Jacob was running from Esau because he sinned against his brother. And he really sinned against God. And God had to show him, stop doing things your own way. I have protection waiting for you, but you're doing some foolish stuff. things my way I have made promises to your father I've made promises to Abraham and Isaac Jacob why are you running for your life because you're not doing things my way you're not trusting in my protection I have a security look at those angels going up and down you're giving all this up to do things your way. There are demons that are deceiving you. Your way is not best. My way is best, Jacob. From the time Mary was a little, little girl, there was angelic protection. And God opened her eyes one day to to see Gabriel some of us need to have our spiritual eyes open to see the angelic protection that's available to us if we would just fear God and love God and obey him Elijah had to pray for his servant Lord open his eyes to see in the spiritual realm and my prayer my prayer for you tonight here at Grace and Truth Fellowship is that when you go home tonight, God will open your spiritual eyes to realize there's angelic protection around you. You don't have to be stressed out anymore. If, you are, if you're living for Jesus, if Jesus is your Lord and Savior, claim the promises. But if he's not your Lord, you need to be scared to death of the demonic activity that's going on in your marriage, Amongst your children, there are people that the devil did not want to come and hear this message, but God is telling you to warn them. God
God is telling you to give them a call and tell them, stop playing with God because there will not be any angelic protection because no good thing will he, will he withhold from you if you walk uprightly. As soon as Jonah did his own thing, that angelic blessing was gone. There was a big storm. Listen to what happened when Jesus was tempted. The devil tried to confuse Jesus with that scripture from Psalm 91. But then when Jesus was done, the angels came and ministered to him. When he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, the angels came and ministered to him because he was in the will of his Father. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who have reverence for the Heavenly Father. So whose side are you on? How do you know whose side are you on? Look at your words, your activities, your relationships, your thoughts during the week. That says whose side you're on. The question isn't if God is on your side. The question is, are you on God's side? The question is not, does God want to bless your plans? The question is, do you want to join God according to his will for you? Make a fresh new commitment right now. Mary was devoted to the Lord, and God used her. Moses was devoted to the Lord, and the Lord used But then even Moses, when he went off track, consequences. When David went off track, consequences. God doesn't play around when it comes to obedience. Yes, he's merciful, but he will spank you because he loves you. The Lord disciplines those that he loves. Daniel was in the lion's den because he, he did God's will and he was protected by an angel. Somebody say amen. Because he was doing God's will. Angelic protection. So whose side are you on? this moment, recommit yourself to do God's will and enjoy his angelic protection. He said, I will be in you. His Holy Spirit will indwell you and fill you and you will have angelic protection. We've been experiencing that for weeks, but you got to pray every day to stay in the will of God. We are the branches. He is the vine. We get tired and he knows that. But he wants you to stay on your knees and depend upon him. Abide in him and you will bear much fruit. I think angels are attracted to fruit. He wants to protect your vineyard full of beautiful fruit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for your promises. Thank you for the angels that brought us here. 
that was around our vehicles, on the bus, as we walked the streets, and we didn't even think about them. Forgive us, Lord. They were walking beside us, these big, huge angels, <laughs> and we weren't even thinking about them. Maybe we were worrying about something else. Lay somebody on our hearts, Lord, so we can go warn them about this invisible war that's going on and their necessity to be fully armored with the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, their feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation to protect their thoughts this week from the, the invisible war of the devil trying to affect our minds. The sword of the Spirit using the Word of God just like Jesus did as the devil, that fallen angel, came to him. He used the Word of God. Lord, forgive us for trying to come up with our own ways to fight this battle. Help us to use the Word of God to fight against the evil one. And help us to pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all sorts of prayers and requests. Your word says to pray privately, but it also says pray corporately with the believers as they did in Acts chapter 12. And as a result, Peter was led out of jail when they united their hearts in prayer. Help us to take prayer more seriously in the midst of this invisible war. As the devil knows his time is short, this angelic battle in the spiritual realm. Time is running out. He sees it. He's trying to destroy these teenagers. He's trying to use the internet any way to fill their minds with filth and nasty things, with lies. Help us as parents to Guard what comes in and out of that house. Help us, Jesus, to take this battle seriously because the devil wants to steal, kill, and destroy, and we have to stand before you one day, Lord Jesus, regarding how we took care of these kids, regarding how we guarded our marriage, and we want to hear you say, well done, hallelujah, my good and faithful servant. Speak to us tonight, Lord. Speak to us tonight, Jesus. We want to be on your side. We want to win these battles. And you have equipped us. We praise you and thank you. And all God's people said, amen. Well, I hope that message was a blessing to you. Feel free to pass it on to someone who needs to hear it. And if you want to know more about having a relationship with Christ, check out our website at www.graceandtruthgdl.org. And remember, so many are looking for real love and power in this life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. God bless you.